bucket before we move. Jesus is a heartbeat. Empowerment Inc. Radio, K-E-I-F-M.com. And the program is Kingdom Keys Spirit, Soul, and Body Series. How are you doing? Hope you are doing great. Today we have a brand new program. 
I mean, a brand new topic. It is be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And I hope you went through last week. Last week it was awesome. We talked about dry places and demons returning. It's basically about maintenance, maintaining what we have already received and making sure that we continue to remain blessed and not getting challenged in any areas of our life. We just want to thank God for what he's doing. And I believe you know that today is the day the Lord has made. You don't care about how it seems, about how it looks, about how it will be. Because our God knows the end from the beginning. He is the first and he is the last. And he is the end and the beginning. And he is the fullness thereof. So today is the day that the Lord has made. And if you live in America, if you live in the United States of America, today is July 4th. I just want to use this opportunity to uh, thank God that uh, today is the Independence Day. So happy Independence to our brothers and sisters in the United States of America. So I pray that uh, as you go about celebrating the day of independence, appreciate God, recognize God, put him, invite him to join with us to celebrate, join with you to celebrate, acknowledge him, uh, uh, um, let him be part of every celebration. And we do it with love, with our neighbors, with our friends, with our family. Hallelujah. We thank God for today. And we will uh, we will rejoice and be glad in it. That's what the Lord said. Today is the day that He has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Again, I just want to encourage you to uh, go through last week uh, teachings and dry place and demon returning and and entangle uh, 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 yourself with the affairs of what was there. Make sure you maintain and um, what you have received. In a couple of weeks, uh, I've talked about demons, strongholds, so we need to maintain what we have received and stay with it, abiding in the standard of God, the God's standard, which, of course, is a tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Word of God is the sword in the hands of the Holy Spirit. So we need to stay and abide in this standard. The Word of God is a standard by which we live, by which we exist, and by which we rule, and by which we are able to maintain all that we have received. Okay? So we just thank God for today. We thank God for what He's going to do. We thank God for what He has done. 
He has done mighty things. He has done great things. In the name of Jesus. Join with me now as we continue. Father, we just want to thank you for who you are. You are awesome. You are glorious. There's none like you. There will never be any like you. We thank you for Jesus coming to die for us. And we thank you for the death on the cross. We recognize you that you died for me and humanity. And we thank you, O oh God, for all that you did on the cross. In the name of Jesus, we believe that you rose from the dead. And we believe that you took all our sins. And we thank you, O oh God, for being our Savior today. In you we live, in you we move, and we have our being. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells in us today. Holy Spirit, you are invited in the name of Jesus. And and, and, and I repent for all the things I have done, said, that doesn't bless you. I repent, forgive me, O God, and wash away every fitness. In the name of Jesus, wash away everything that is not good in the sight. And be welcome. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. You are welcome. You are welcome. The word of God said, where two or three are gathered, he is there. He is Emmanuel. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will be with us to the ends of the age. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. We bless you. We worship you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We commit everyone before you today. In the name of Jesus, whatever we might be going through, we invite you into that situation. You say you will be with us and you will help us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let's go into today's topic. And I have titled it, uh, Be Strong in the Grace. Hallelujah. Now, when you hear be strong, what comes into my mind is the fact that you, uh, uh, first and foremost, let me see, uh, let's go into uh, the, the proof test, okay? It's 2 Timothy, Timothy chapter 2, okay? First, I mean, 2 Timothy chapter 2. And, uh, and I'm going to read from verse uh, 1. Uh, let's read it first before we begin to talk about uh, a few things as the Lord might lead us today. He said, I'm reading from, uh, um, let's see, let me read from King James Version, and, and I will also read from other translation and see what, we, what the Lord will made us to understand, okay? Second Timothy chapter 1, I'm reading from King James Version. It said, Though therefore, uh, it's, it's like saying, You therefore, okay? Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 2, And the things that thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, okay, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Verse 3, 
Thou therefore endure uh, endure uh, endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Okay? Verse 4. No man that weareth uh, that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. Verse 5. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned? Except he strive lawfully. Verse 6. The huntsman's man that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruit. Verse 7. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? The word of God is so uh, uh, like honey. Hallelujah. He said, be, be, uh, he said, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Understanding. Understanding is so crucial in the way we live, the way we relate to the Word of God. We need to be knowledgeable. We need to understand. You see, so if we just exist, we don't understand. It's 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 terrible. You see, after all this, from verse one to six, he said, "I pray that the Lord will give you what understanding in all things. Understanding is so important." You see, and sadly to say that many of us don't understand. You see, many of us don't understand. You remember the uh, cases where we have seen many miracles. The the disciples that saw that many people were fed with loaves of bread and fishes. They did not understand. And Jesus asked them, Do you understand what happened? Did you know what happened? Did you get a revelation of what happened? Did you understand? And many times we don't understand. You see, God may have done things in our lives, or miracles in our lives, or blessings in our lives. It, it would just be a male. A mere change of life, a mere change of situation. But we don't understand. A farmer grow, uh, put a seed on the soil, and um, gradually the seed begins to come up and begin to bear trees, uh, I mean leaves, uh, from leaves to flowers, from flowers to fruits, and then harvest. A farmer would not understand. We don't understand. But God is praying that in these three categories, you see, there are three uh, uh, faithfulness that the law has given. You know, he's talking about being faithful in this chapter. Uh, the first faithfulness was in uh, uh, to be a soldier. And the second one is to be an athlete 
or uh, here is masteries, like in a game, in a contest, okay? Then the third one is uh, to be a farmer, you see? So in these three categories, it requires us to understand every intent and every aspect of each and every one that is listed in our lives. Hallelujah. And we will try and go through them as the Lord will uh, enable us, as the Lord made us to understand. Okay? So the Lord might give you one understanding, but my role here is to initiate this and we will all continue to have great understanding. You will discover that tomorrow there may be there may be more new revelation. And as you read the word of God, it begins to open our eyes to more things. Begin to see more things. You see, he has to be there in, in our in, in our spirit for the understanding to happen. If it's not there, it will just be intellectual knowledge. It will just be uh, historical knowledge, which we have made people to know by our own mind. But God is looking for us to have his own understanding, his own wisdom in the light of things. Not the uh, knowledge of this world, but the understanding, the wisdom of God. Not the wisdom of men, but the wisdom of God, which comes by us abiding in him and letting him dwell in our mind, in our spirit, and meditating in the word of God by his spirit in the name of Jesus. And that is the way we will be able to understand these three areas which God is putting into us. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. One of the things I first of all want to say here is, you see here, on um, the first verse, he said, he recognized that Timothy was his son. You see, it's, like, it's not his biological son. It's a spiritual son. So it's raising him. So we all have sons and daughters out there. You see, we have spiritual sons. We have spiritual uh, uh, father out there that helps us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, and one of the things that we need to do when we have spiritual sons is for the spiritual sons to receive advice, uh, instruction, or commandment, or encouragement. But here we are seeing commandment. He said, be strong. You see, he said, be strong in the grace that is in work, Christ Jesus. There is a grace, unmerited favor, unearned favor that rests in the, in the in the in our Lord Jesus Christ. And and I and I and I, I, I uh, uh, grace is charis. The word that means is a is a Greek word charis that means graciousness. It's a, a manner of art. It's a favor. It's a benefit. It's a grace, it's a joy, 
and that is in Christ Jesus. And Jesus Christ himself is a gift of grace to the world. When we receive him, we receive grace. And when you receive him, you receive grace. And we do not earn it. We do not merit it. You see, it's something that we receive by what? By faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, by his spirit in the word of God. Hallelujah. You know, by grace, we are saved through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Ephesians chapter 2. So we need to realize this, that this is a commandment to his son, that we have to be, well, be strong in the grace that is in what? In the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And, and I also want to tell you in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it also says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the law and the power of the might. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the law and in the power of his might. You see? And also, when you go to First uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, it says, what years stand fast in the faith, quit you like men. Be strong. You see? Be strong. You see? Be strong. And in the book of Haggai 12, it says, Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, fear the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Joseph, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land. Say the Lord and walk for I am with you, say the Lord of hosts. I'm with you, say the Lord of hosts. You see? So where you find Zerubbabel, put your name there. Where you find uh, uh, Joshua, put your name there. Whatever name you find there, put your name there. And recognize that the Lord has promised. And I want to tell you, in your dream, in wherever you are, the Lord will be with you. Say, the Lord of Lord of hosts. You see, when you sleep, He is there with you. You see, and I want to. I want. I, I hope you re recognize that many battles are fought in the dream. Many, many battles are what fought in the dreams. Many of us died already in the dream before it happens in the day. So many battles are fought in the dream. So recognize that the Lord is with you. Say the Lord of hosts. Do not allow anything to affect you in your dream. Invite him to your sleep when you lie down. Do not put down your uh, the sword of God. Acknowledge him and invite him what? To your sleep. Invite him to wherever you are. Invite him in every aspect of your life. Okay? So many demons enter people in the dream. They afflict people in the dream. You see, because we do not war after the flesh and blood, but we walk we war according to princes and spiritual wickedness in higher places. War against demons, war against principalities, powers and every high things. So that is what we war against. 
It's not necessarily uh, flesh and blood. Hallelujah. So this is to encourage us that he is with you. He will be with us wherever you are, in your dream, in your game, in your workplace, in your soldiering, in your farming, in your athletic work, in your challenges, in your situation, in your affliction. He is there. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. And I just uh, 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 continue. You remember in Joshua, uh, after Moses has died, Moses has died. And this is Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. If you read from verse 1 to verse 7, you will see Moses has died. Right? Uh, when you go back to, let's see, Moses, uh, Joshua, if you are there now, Joshua chapter 1. So Joshua was weeping. He was weeping, weeping, and mourning. See, uh, as, if, as if Joshua doesn't know that uh, uh, Moses had died, uh, God came to Joshua and said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses what? He announced to uh, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. As if he, has, he didn't know that he was dead. <laughs> it's now telling Joshua, my servant is dead. That is officially making it plain to him that I know. I, I know. So he knows our situation. He knows what is going on. And most of the time, we worry about telling God, our situation. He knows your situation. He knows where you have been. There is nothing hidden from his side. Everything is laid bare unto him to whom we must give an account. So he knows your situation. He knows your circumstances. He knows what you are going through. He knows your battle today. He knows every situation. All we just need to do is just appreciate him and invite him Tell him that you want him. Yeah, invite him. He wants he, 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 he want to be the Lord of our lives. He doesn't want anybody. He doesn't want any alternative. He doesn't want any contrary spirit. He wants to be the Lord of our lives. So let's invite him into our situation. Let him come in. Let him take absolute control. Let him uh, 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 have his way in our life. Let him take hold of that situation. Let him handle it himself. Let us not handle it. Let him handle it. Say, Lord, you have your way. Take it and and solve it. And say, and he has promised that he will never fail us. He will never. Uh, uh, he will never be. Uh, be at defeat. He has never failed any war. He will not be that the situation we find ourselves will not now make him to what fail. There's no situation that we call upon him and we say, "Oh no, I, this is too much for me. This is unsolvable. This is too difficult. I cannot do it." No, that is not our God. That is not our Lord. Or you call him and say, no, not today, call me tomorrow. No, 
uh, you call him and say, no, I don't, I'm tired today. He never sleeps, no slumber. You see? So we just need to appreciate him and understand who he is. He is a God that sleepeth not. He's our Lord, our Savior. He's our almighty God. Hallelujah. So he said, Joshua chapter 1, verse 2, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Okay? Now, let's transition to verse 3 now. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, Upon thou have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. That is everywhere you now go from now on, I have given it unto you, just as I have said it unto Moses. Verse 4. It says, From the wilderness and in this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Okay, verse 5, there shall, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of their life. As I was with Moses, so will be with thee, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Exactly what I said just now. He said, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. You know, when you when you when somebody mentioned this, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. What do you what comes to your mind? It means that there is going to be war that is going to challenge you either to pass or fail, or whether to not be forsaken or be forsaken. There's going to be challenges. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be war, and which we have seen. As you read Joshua chapter 2, 3, you begin to see all kinds of challenges, which we, today, as you and I, go through in our lives. And unknowingly, in our lives, we ourselves, we just want to live through life, no challenges. There's nothing like that. Many of us just want to wake up and everything is smooth. There's nothing like that. You see here, he said, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. There's going to be war. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be affliction. There's going to be uh, uh, fight from other countries that will try to test your resolve, that will try to uh, make you bow down before them. You see, there will be times where everything is going smooth. You will find the devil strike because now we have laid down our weapons. We have set the peace. You see, so this life doesn't call for each one of us to lay down our weapons or 
or not to watch and pray. Jesus said, watch and pray that you will not be what? Tempted. So we, every time we have to watch, we have to pray. We have to seek the face of God. We have to acknowledge him. We have to say, Lord, you will never fail us. You will never forsake us in everything that we do. We know you are here. We know you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. So now see verse 6. It said, be strong and of good courage. So when you hear this, this command to be strong, what comes into your mind? It means that you might be weak. You see? Or you might already be strong, but I'm commanding you to be strong. Why? Because there is going to be what? Challenges. There are situations that are going to test you whether you are strong or you are weak. Okay? There are things that are going to 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 test you to see whether you are what strong or you are weak. Whether you will be able to continue in that move. You know, they were going to tread upon all the land and everywhere they tread on they are going to possess. So they are these people are going to what? Constrain them. They're going to try to fight them to see that they will be able to carry out what the Lord has told them. You see, so the Lord will, the Lord has told us to be strong. You see, so we then now need to know that now that the Lord has told us to behave well, to be strengthened, to be stout, to be made strong, then there is going to be a a part of of war. There is going to be uh, 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 an opposition that is going to come to try to challenge us. That do we mean what we we say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he wants us to be what? Of good courage. And it's to be courageous, to be strong, not not to be weak, not to be discouraged. He said, be strong and of good courage, for unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto thy fathers to give thee. And look at number seven again, verse seven again. Only be thou strong. Can you imagine that? Only be thou what? Strong. And what? Be very courageous. Two words are very important in our life. Extremely important in our life. Very, very, very. I don't know how much I can stress it. Very important. Okay. Now, you see in Ephesians, Let's go back to Ephesians, Ephesians uh, chapter 6. Remember I said in verse 10, uh, uh, and, and this was 
how to put put on the full armor. Okay, the full armor. Okay, just be with me. Okay, it is about what pulling on the what the full of God. And if you read from top from that verse uh, from verse ten, okay, read from verse ten, you will see what the Lord is saying there. You see, He said, "Finally, my brethren, finally, my brethren, that is finally you and I." You see, He said, "Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." So it means it depends on you, depends on me. So everything that is going to say from then on to the beginning, it depends on you and me. The commandment is for us not to be weak, but to be courageous, to be strong and be courageous. So you are going to be strong in your prayer. You are going to be strong to stand, to withstand, to withstand. You see, you know, you are going to withstand. You are going to say, no, you cannot take this. No, you cannot do this. No, you cannot I, you resist the, 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 the plans of the enemy. In your dream, you will fight the rulers of the darkness of this age. In the dream, you will fight every spiritual host of the wickedness in heavenly places. In the, in the dream, you will fight every principalities. In the dream, you will fight every powers that try to show every dark, every wicked dark, all kinds of uh, of test. Depends on you, on 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 you, it, it, it to be strong. So if you are weak, you have to ask for His grace. Okay, you have to ask for His grace. And it's in in uh, in Second Corinthians. Chapter one, see Second Corinthians, chapter one. I mean, chapter one, Second Corinthians, chapter twelve, verse nine. Okay, so and he said unto me, you see, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Times we we think that we are weak, but his grace is sufficient for us. You know, it's not by your might, it's not by your power, by His Spirit. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. He will be able to make you strong, that by my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And he went on. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So what does that mean? He said, I take pleasures in infirmities, in reproach, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm what? Strong. Yes. When I'm what? Weak, then I'm strong. You see, these, are, these, these, these things will try to come. These things will, will try to challenge you, to challenge our stand, our position in Christ. In the word of God, there will be reproaches, there will be necessities, there will be like lack, you see. 
you you'll be find it's, it's, uh, uh, fighting challenges in finances. Try to weaken you, trying to say your God cannot provide. No, He's a provider. You see, He, he owns the earth and the fullness thereof. He created the heavens and the earth. So He is our provider. Everything that we have came from Him. So not having money uh, sometimes is a lack of not taking the opportunities around or sometimes it's because we do not understand or sometimes we are weak or sometimes the demon fight us not to take uh, the blessing God has given unto us which has freely been given to us through grace by faith, by his spirit, in the word of God. Hallelujah. So he said, then when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And the Lord has told us to be what? To be strong. And be what? Courageous. To be what? Strong and be courageous. In everything that we find ourselves, in any battle we find ourselves, we have to be what? Strong. And be courageous. Like I have said before, there is a grace that abounds in us, and that grace rests in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is is sufficient for thee. We are not going to look for other alternatives. We are not going to seek for any other thing. We are not going to seek uh, any other God. He said He is sufficient. He is more than what enough. Nothing else you can ever seek for. Strength is made perfect in weakness. When you think that you are weak, you are strong. When the devil thinks that you are knocked out, no, you are not knocked out. You might be knocked. We will rise up. You see, we might fall many times, but we will rise up. Hallelujah. We always rise up. We might be falling down, but the Lord will deliver us. Hallelujah. His grace is sufficient for you, my brother, my, my dear sister, for his strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you are weak, you are strong. When you think that all is gone, it's not. When you think that you are sick, you are made well. When you think that you are weak, you are strong. When you think that the devil has afflicted you with all kinds of sickness, situations, everything that is very, very bad, but I want to encourage you this morning that you are strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Invite him into that situation. Invite him into your life. Acknowledge him with all your heart. And I want you to remove all unforgiveness. It will not work. Grace will not work if we have unforgiveness, if we have strife, if we have grudges, if we have offense. Laying strong in our heart, His grace it will not be able to work. Okay. I repeat again. If we have unforgiveness, 
If we have grudges, you know, unforgiveness, there are grades, there are different types of unforgiveness. There are some we can, I can ask you, uh, would you forgive this person? You might say yes. But in your innermost mind, there is something that you cannot forgive. So there are different grades. And I want you to uh, uh, lay that before Christ. I know some of them are very difficult, very, very difficult to forgive. Except Christ can. See? And again, the demons know that if you relinquish this, unforgiveness, that is the source of your freedom, then it will harden people's hearts. They will say, no, you try to justify the reason why I will not forgive. Try to make sure that you are right. Yeah, I'm right. Now, whether you are right or wrong, I want to encourage you to just forgive, 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 and forgive, and invite the Spirit of God to take hold. He, he will fight your battle. He will fight it. Most of the time, we fight our battle not to the right path, but he is the one who we avenge us. He is our avenger. He will avenge us very well. See, I've seen it happen in my life, so I want it to happen in your life. He will avenge you seriously. Just give it up to him. Just forgive. Don't even think about it. Don't even worry about it. Just even if they, you are the one who is right or wrong and they, and, and they say you are the one who is, who is wrong, just say, okay, thank you, Lord, and let God take absolute control of that situation. Remove all grudges. Remove all bitterness. Remove all uh, um, offense. Because in this situation, you might be offended. You might have offense. You see, we should not allow an offense to mingle in our heart. So the Lord wants a place in our heart that has no, nothing, free. He, he wants to move everywhere. He wants to... <laughs> He wants to go to the right, he wants to go to the left, he wants to go to the front, the back, he wants to have a free access to everywhere. He doesn't want anything to cloud any place. He wants to be free. Isn't that wonderful? That is what the Lord is seeking in our lives. He wants to have complete freedom. Not one not one you will say, No, no, don't go to that area. That is there's no access there. That is out of bounds. Really? Out of buying this area? I can't go in there? No, you can't go in there. I'm sorry. That side, there is unforgiveness there. You can't go there. To remove that and I can roam about as I will, then I will come in. You see? So the Lord wants to come in. He wants to dwell in our heart. He wants to have complete freedom. You see? Where the Spirit of God is, there's what? Liberty. He wants to have complete freedom, and when he has complete freedom, we are free indeed. See, we will be free. 
You see, so uh, it's so important in our life that we allow this to happen in our life. In the name of Jesus, he said. Now you know to be strong means that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You can do all things. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens us because He is there. He will help us. He will enable us to do all things. You see, I can do all things through Christ. We strengthen us. We strengthen you also. Now, Second uh, Second Peter chapter three verse eighteen also says, "He said, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever." So we have to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Isn't that amazing? So amazing. He said, be grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Hallelujah. Now, verse 2 of the Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. Okay, we've just spent almost an hour on verse 1. And I kind of summarized that. See, if I really want to go in depth, it would be more than that. Okay, verse 2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, first and foremost, you see here faithful men. You know, to be faithful is a, a, a Greek word, pistos, that means to be trustworthy, to be tr- trustful, to believe. To be sure, sure of what? Of the faith in Christ Jesus. You see, people who day in and night will say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. People who will not give up. You see, there are many of us who will give up. So he's saying that the same things you have heard of me teach. So many people, you see, witnesses, people, martyrs, you see, you and I, you see, uh, you see it in the records. See, many people were killed, many people were uh, tried to uh, kill, and on and on, persecuted. So what you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou. That is set it before people. That is presented to what people, committed people. You see, commitment. You know, commitment and being involved is completely a separate thing. You know, when you are committed, you are committed. 
you put all into it. Involve, you just get involved. No really commitment. So he's saying that he, he committed to who? To faithful men who shall be able to teach others discipleship. So I will disciple you, I will teach you as a protege, you will learn, you become grown from milk, become be able to eat strong bones, meat strong bones, be able to understand, have revelation. It's not for us to sit down and move about, oh I have all but our role is to teach others also. To what? To be faithful and to also be able to teach others as well. You see? So I say, the things that thou hast heard of me, teach it. You see? Commit thou to who? To faithful men. You see? Now, when you talk of faithful men, you will see... Uh, this probably will take the rest of my time. I have about uh, uh, six more minutes left. Now, when you go to uh, verse 15, verse 15, verse, verse 15 of Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, okay, uh, chapter 1, verse 15, you will see uh, why he's saying it. You see, many times we 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 have followers, we have sons, we have daughters who have lived with us, but with time they go. You see, now verse sixteen says, it "said This thou knowest that all they turn away from me, of whom are fragilus and homogens." See, so among whom are these key people that have what? Turn away from him. Hmm? You see? Now, again, when you go to uh, uh, more example, you go to Second uh, Timothy uh, chapter 4. Second Timothy chapter 4. That is the last chapter. Let's read from verse... Uh, uh, nine, I think. That's nine. Nine. Let's see. Okay. Now, verse uh, nine says, it said, do that diligence. So, it said, do that diligence. Okay. Do what? That diligence. Do that diligence to come shortly unto me. Why? He's telling Timothy. He said, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for demons had forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Christians to Galatia, Titus unto what? Damatia. Holy Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee. For he is profitable to me for the ministry. You see, so there are people that we love this present world, 
the lust of the eye, uh, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, uh, the cares, and the uh, uh, the attraction of this world. There are many people who we uh, choose the present world rather than following the word of God. He said, for them as have forsaken me, having love, this present world. That's so powerful. Has forsaken me, having love, this present world, than loving the the than loving God. Hmm? Loving God. Hmm? Hallelujah. So I just want to uh, let us know that uh, we have to be what strong, be of good. You see, so there are many, uh, there, there, uh, there are so many areas of our lives that is going to challenge us to test where we are, whether we are uh, going to follow him or whether in the light of where's of the situation, whether we will defect as others have defected. They are like you and I, you see. So sometimes we see challenges, we defect. Sometimes we get blessed, we defect. Sometimes we have all the millions and all the billions, we defect. We say, who is that? God, there is no God. And also there are challenges that we face. We we say God has left us. We say God is not here. Two areas of our life that we can be challenged and we defect. But the Lord is telling us here, no matter... No matter who has died, no matter who we are grieving, like Joshua was grieving, no matter how we have faced challenges, uh, affliction, uh, every situation that we find ourselves, it simply says, be strong in the grace. Because there is grace around. All we just need to do is understand and receive it. To understand what the Lord is saying, understand what the Lord has admonished us, understand the commandment, understand that He has said that we should be strong and be courageous. You see, He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never leave you nor forsake you in the situation you find yourself, in the circumstance you find yourself. The Lord is there with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. The Lord will bear you out. But when we are then saved, He wants complete freedom. He wants us to appreciate Him. He wants us to serve Him. He wants us to acknowledge Him. He wants us to live by His standard. He wants us to love Him. He wants us to continue to invite Him into our lives. It's not a one-time uh, uh, invitation and he does the job and uh, by no more relationship 
to fellowship with us. He wants that intimate relationship. He wants us to come in the evening, in the guiding. He wants us to come and say, I'm here. Where are you? So we need to give him a complete access. We need to have a devotion, a daily devotion. In the best time of your life, not when you are tired. Best time of your life, sit down with the Lord, sit down with your Bible, and he will come. He will come. It is his word. I will never leave you, and I will not forsake you. He is in his word. He, the Lord God is, is in his word. The word is Jesus Christ. He is in his word. And when you have his word, you have him. Hallelujah. So let's abide in his word and let's continue to seek him all the days of our life. He's a good God. He will never leave us nor forsake us. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. He wants us to be strong and be of good courage, okay? So seek him every day of 